dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And, and brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Nick, it's been 30 seconds. Yeah. I don't even know if that's on. Uh, probably not. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I forgot some beer tonight, so I'm drinking uh, Byron Center tap water. Yes, you are. What do you got? Um, well, considering we're on episode number two. We might be doing three. Uh, we might be doing three. Uh, I'm down to a salty caramel porter from Pigeon Hill. There you go. Because I drank my other two in the first episode because I was so shot out of a cannon. Yeah, I see. What do you normally say at the beginning now? Uh, guys, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate all the all that you do, the feedback, everything. If you wouldn't mind, like, subscribe, share. That way you can tell your friends, your family, all about us. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the housing market and some of the things going in. Um, hey, we absolutely love that feedback. Um so one of our listeners on Twitch just joined about 10 minutes ago and we seem hella fun to chill with. And I, I would agree. I think we are hella fun to chill with. Okay. And the more drinks we get, the more fun we are, unless you're married to us and then we're not quite as much fun. Um, or our kids, honestly. So uh, tonight's topic near yeah. and dear to my heart. I mean, it's what yeah. I live. Real uh, estate. Yeah. And... So I've seen a couple TikToks. Yep. And I've seen a couple articles. So one article that I saw that I, I wanted to bring up to you, and I, I sent it to you, was that foreclosure activity is up 185% from two years ago. Yep. What are your thoughts on that? I just want your initial reaction to that. Uh, my initial reaction is pretty much just like when you sent it to me, I was like, wow, no shit. Right. Right. Because the COVID relief money had mm -hmm. been there forever. Like all of this stuff had been. And we, I mean, if you go back and listen to our old episodes, I said, look, all this money's still here. It's still kind of going through it will eventually lead to something. Mm -hmm. I had said September, right? And I'm still sticking to it, but like it's up now, sure. But, uh, you know, cause I can't tell you when money's gonna, like when banks are finally right. gonna say yes. And, uh, but right, I, I mean, you're seeing so much of it, right? Um, we've talked about how I have a, a job where I go take photos of pre-foreclosures. Yeah. Um, I have 37 to do tomorrow, okay? In, in my little area, mm -hmm. okay? Um, doesn't mean they're getting foreclosed. Just means they're in foreclosure, you know, pre-foreclosure yeah. times, right? If they're they don't start getting payments. Yeah. So one of the TikToks I saw, and I'm sure I shared this with you, was this guy kind of expounding on his reasoning for why the housing market's going to crash. Yeah. And he goes, well, it used to be, it was subprime mortgages in 2008, 2009, but now it's going to be uh, Airbnb, which they're still handing out subprime mortgages to people that can't fucking afford them. So let's not sleep on the subprime mortgage issue. Well, but I, I wouldn't say people that can't afford them. I would say it's become very popular in this last little bit because interest rates are at 7%. Right. So they're playing that factor again of, yeah, but they were doing that when they were at 2%. Right. Well, and those teaser rates are going to go away and those people cannot afford it at 7. God, no. Well, and I, I don't think too many people, I mean, it probably happened, but still like I, I would say it's happening a shit ton in the past year to now ish. Right. And you're going to, you're going to see it. I mean, interest rates, you know, if you, if you have the opportunity to get into your dream house at 7%, or, you know, 6% versus 7%, you're going to do the six. You're going to forget about 
the uh, you know the fact that they're gonna they have a potential to go up because you're just one. Well, we're gonna make more money. We're gonna do this type of thing. And that was the issue with the subprime mortgages. Um, one of our questions. It's kind of sad because people buy up cheap houses, rebuild it for like three times its price, and shell it again. So people with less income have less of a chance to buy houses. And I mean, that is a point. I'm, I would love to talk on this. I know you would because you do buy houses. I do. So, so go ahead. Okay. Here's, here's my perspective as a real estate investor. Um, cannot buy a house. I'm stuck in a rental house. So yeah. that to me is the easy escape answer, right? Um, you can, right. You could do exactly what I do. You can go meet a bunch of people. You could tell everybody, tell everybody I'm looking for a house Post it on Facebook right now. One of the best things you could do. Hey, I'm looking for a house that I could afford. If your grandparents or parents are looking to get out of their house, I would love to have the first opportunity. So that way somebody who's flipping doesn't get it. I will buy it as is right. And you have to be willing. Like when I bought my first house, it was, I, it was a chill. Like, I don't know if you remember seeing it before we even did any renovations no. to it. Like, um, you know, I just bought a house in 2023 for $60,000 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Like people tell me all the time, oh, you can't find a 60,000. And I'm like, I just did it. Right. Like, and, and I don't do it all the time, but I mean, in, in the past nine months I have done, I don't care. Let's say 14 transaction. None of them, none of them above like the 120 mark right yeah. like go they're, they're out there you just got to go you got to be willing to they do. all needed work right they all need work they all need and, you know you could go learn about a, an fha 203k loan which we talked to rob de la tour on one of our episodes about that there yes you're not going to walk in and just have this immaculate place right away for a cheap price i'm the first to admit that but you're going to get what's called sweat equity well, and not knowing if our listener here is in the United States, if you are in the United States, we have a great episode from Bucks and Brews of how to buy your first home. We recorded before we were actually Bucks and Brews. It was probably in the July 2020 range. And we actually did it with a couple of people that I knew. Yeah. And they took a lot of the advice that we had and they closed on their house in like two months. Yeah, about 60, 75 days, somewhere yes. in there. So, I mean, there are opportunities out there. He's from the Netherlands. Sure. So, you know, and we don't know what Dutch laws are. No. But, I, I mean, listen, rental market's crazy right now. Yep. But if you put in the work, you can definitely find a place. And if you're willing to put in the work to the building itself, mm -hmm. you can definitely find a place on a bargain and fix it up into what you want. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, you'd kind of brought up this Airbnb thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I've said this. So I, I have a friend that is uh, just generically, right? He owns around 50, just mm -hmm. ballpark numbers, 50 Airbnbs. Mm -hmm. And he's pretty successful with it. And uh, he's in Muskegon area. Mm -hmm. And he's like, man, it's so saturated, you know, and, and because there now is officially like more Airbnbs than, than homeowners or whatever it is. And the idea is, is, and I say, man, because I know a bunch of other people and they're like, oh, it's not, it doesn't do what it should and blah, blah, blah. And the idea is like when you're an Airbnb, you need to like take from, hey, the Nick, the Nick version of David's going to live in this house to I'm giving you a fucking experience that's going to blow your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Like he has a Star Wars themed house, okay? Yeah, he, that's something I would be interested right, in. Right. He has a fire 
truck or you know a fire station there's an old fire and they have all this fireman stuff and it's a very everything he themes things he does big elaborate things it has to be something that stands out nowadays exactly he's putting in one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of like very you know i have a buddy that's down in he has one down in florida i mean i, I we actually had him on here um on an episode but he spent seventy thousand dollars on paint um because they they themed it for like this jungle thing right like it's just 3d lines coming or whatever like well and one of the things you know that the guy on tiktok was talking about was the fact that you know the the market five years ago with airbnb there were a few in the area Mm -hmm. now it's so oversaturated that the people that have bought these places and turned them into short-term rentals are not going to be able to make their payments on those properties, Mm -hmm. which is going to lead to many more foreclosures, Mm -hmm. which could shoot us into another recession because of all of the loans that are just not going to get paid. Well, and, and, you know, they, the people created appreciation. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was forced appreciation. So again, you have my buddy's house, right? Okay. So he buy, let's just rough numbers. Buys it, buys it in a hundred and fifty thousand dollar neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Buys it for a hundred thousand dollars, puts a hundred into it. So now he's two hundred into this house, but the neighborhood should only be a hundred and fifty. But he has a fucking Darth Vader on the wall, like you know, like he yeah. has these types of things. Okay, well the next person and, and he's bringing in uh, four thousand dollars a night, right? So he's he's getting really or a, a month, whatever it would yep. be. Um, he's getting really good income. Well, that tells somebody else, oh, man, I can go get this. Well, the person that comes in, they just buy the house next door, and then they throw some flowers out front and make it look pretty, but there's nothing extravagant about yeah, it. Yeah, nothing that but, sets it apart. So then they're they're like, oh, yeah. So the person's like, oh, this one's booked. Okay, cool. I can just rent this one. And and, and it kind of keeps – and so many people keep thinking that they're going to get the same kind of money, but they're not doing the same. And so what's going to happen is people are not going to do this Airbnb thing. I mean – and you know, I follow along so much with this because I don't own any Airbnbs um, because I've always been afraid. I'm not afraid to admit that. But, you know, I also see that there's three times the amount of potential of money. Right. Um, but I my brain doesn't think how to give big, huge, mm-hmm. elaborate places. Um, you know, the, the way that they when I walk into their places, I'm like, man, you guys, I don't even know how you did it. Like you killed it. It's great. Right. Like um, and so. You know, I I guess I just want to go back to that person. I know you're yeah, in the right. Netherlands. You're you're in the Netherlands, right? But there's always something, and and if you're telling me, hey, people are going in and flipping, that tells me that your laws there. You know, you have you have no flip law or anything like that. Um, you could you could always go in and offer land contracts. Again, we go back to that episode that we had. Like I I taught so many different ways of how to do this type of a thing. Um, you know if if you have some type of money, go put it down and tell them you'll make payments for the rest of, you know, the time that they need. Somebody's always willing to get rid of mm-hmm. a place. It's just a matter of does the numbers actually work? And, you know, when new people come to me for real estate all the time, Oh, how do I, I was like, how hungry are you? Well, I'm super hungry. Great. Why are you here right now? Well, I want to learn. Nope. You've already learned. I've already told you go knock on every door. What you should be doing right now is leaving this area. Like tell me that you leave go knock on every door that's around us and ask the person if they want to sell. I get a text message the other morning at yeah. breakfast. Yeah. I'm Annie from some fucking place. Yep. And I'd like to offer you 
uh, cash payment for your house. Yep. Which, of course, they sent it to my wife in my name. Yeah. So I had a little bit of fun. I sent you the text. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm annoyed by that. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get, out of 100 people, 98 that are annoyed by that. So, honestly, you'll get 98 that don't do anything. Okay. You'll get... One that's annoyed. Two... So really the chances, I mean, 1% will actually contact you. Right. Okay. So tell one, your Home Depot story. 99, 99 will, 99 will be, will not do a damn thing. Okay. 1% will answer you. Okay. So one person will answer. Now out of that 1% of people, are they annoyed? Are they screwing with you? Are they pissed off? It's actually only like a 5%, like a really, really good person closes five percent of that one percent so tell your home depot story because our friend from the netherlands here has not heard that yeah sure um so i when i tell you to tell everybody so i'm i'm buying cabinets for a a property that i'm flipping yeah right um cabinets countertops floor some floor stuff and i overhear a guy who's at the same desk you know i'm at the pro desk or whatever and he's like yeah this place man needs the windows we're doing flooring and I was, I just kind of, and you can hear like a little stress or whatever. And he's like, this is stupid. So I look at him and I was like, Hey, if you ever want to sell that place, man, give me a call. I'm, I'm interested in, uh, in, in purchasing properties in any, any way. Um, you know, time goes by a month, month and a half. All of a sudden I get a phone call. Hey, Nick, this is Dan, but you don't remember me. I was like, Dan, man, I'm so sorry. Like, uh, was it a real estate thing, Dan? And he goes, well, yeah, we were at Home Depot together or whatever. And you said, if uh, if I wanted to sell this this house, give you a call. And uh, here, I'm giving you a call. And he's like, I was like, great. When can I, you know, I, started, I go into my whole thing. I ended up there. I, I was eating lunch. So it was 1130. I said, look, I'll be there by two o'clock. I was like, let me, let me go home and feed my family real quick. And I'll make my way. He goes, yeah, all right. And the wife and I will get in the car. We'll actually go just meet you up there. And so we'll go meet. And <laughs> like, that's just how it is. But go go tell everybody no matter where you are right there's if you hear anybody that says oh you know because uh, in our area right you're gonna run into a landlord run into me on the right day i'll sell you anything <laughs> you know yeah. to say um you know it, it does you know it can be every single day you might annoy a person but like um if you, it, you never know so what you know another suggestion is go stand outside the courts right yeah so go stand outside the courthouse because or, you know, go, go to the courts, start watching it whenever there's an eviction. If that landlord loses the eviction case, oh, yeah, I'm fucking contacting that guy. Hey, are you, uh, because you know he's tired of the person, he's done whatever, he's screwed up, it doesn't matter, right? He didn't win. Now he's out even more money. He's going to want to sell. Hey, man, I'll take that off your hands. I'll deal with this. I, you know, like, fine, fuck, just give me what, you know, give me what I want for it. How much you want for it? Well, so again, like 1% of 1%, I'll actually get that, that deal. Right. But I've hit him when he's just so fed up, so tired, doesn't want to do this anymore. He's yeah. Right. I mean, that, that that's where you, that's where you can be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, the foreclosure thing when, when foreclosures are up, right. If everybody goes, Oh, how do I find pre foreclosures? I mean, there is, there's different ways, right? Like you can, you you just got to educate yourself. It's not something, it's not something I'm perfect at. Right. But like uh, for us here in America, like Zillow will say, Hey, pre foreclosure. Okay. It'll tell you the address. 
Again, get in your fucking car, go knock on that door because you see pre-foreclosure and well, Zillow's not right. Don't Even if you don't get the deal, the fact is you're taking the steps to figure out how to do it. Go knock on the door. Hey, and just be bl- be however you want to be, but be blunt. Bl- hey, look, I seen that there was a pre-foreclosure thing on, on Zillow and I'm just wondering if I can try to help you out by, by doing this is what realtors do, right? I'll, I'll list your house for you. And realtors are the people that go hunt this stuff. Of course. Um, so that way they, they can get that. But like, you could do the exact same. And trust me, you're going to get the door slammed in your face. You're going to get told to go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you just hit somebody in like their lowest part of life, right? They're about to lose their house, right? And they have no idea how to do this. So, um, you know, I again, how, how bad do you actually want to get a house, right? When people tell me, oh, I can't get it. Well, it's because you got an agent. Um. <laughs> say thanks man uh say uh sorry they they said uh they heard some great advice and uh someday they might get what they're searching for but you know i to me and i i can't tell you exactly right again i'm not from the netherlands i don't know how it is but like um you know you could go find uh, you know here the big thing is buying four units and then renting out the other three and, and doing it um and i i I ask people like, are you married? Are you not married? How comfortable are you with other people? I mean, I did it with Caitlin, right? You did. Like, Hey, you want a place? Great. Figure out a roommate, right? Like it, you don't want to be there. You have two choices at this moment. Like you have no income. You need to either a get an income, which means getting a, a roommate or B sell the damn place. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like there's no, there's no two ways about it. Um, sometimes you, you, you know, but, and, and yes, I want a place, but I don't want to give up any of my privacy or I, I just want my, and that's not fair. I'm a fan of saying the words like life's not fair, but it's like the ones that are the ones that are willing to go around it and figure out how to get it done. That's, that's what it becomes. Right. Cause you know, I don't know. I've, I've had tenants in my own personal house quite a bit, right? Like usually people like I did the wrong thing, friends and family, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but um, you know, it, it, it worked out for the most part. Right. I'm still really good friends with my buddy. You know, my, my own buddy got upset with me because I told him he could live with me and then he was going to get married. And I was like, great. When you get married, get out. Well, uh, we were thinking about, you know, two months. You got married this day, right? Dude, I'll give you a little bit of time to, you know, like a couple, like two weeks to, but your apartment should be signed. Like, so if you need till the month, the first of the month, like I'm fine with that. But like, you're married, get out of my house, right? <laughs> like that's, that's how I, I, I don't think I told you this story. No. So a few months ago. Don goes, yeah, Anna's roommate's getting married and told her when she gets married, she's got to move and she's getting married this year. Oh, she's, what do you want to do about that? What do you mean? What do I want to do about that? (laughs) She goes, well, I don't want Anna homeless. I'm like, I don't want her homeless either, but I don't want her to live with me. And Don goes, well, would you be okay offering that for a limited time? I'm like, I mean, I guess it would depend on how limited it is. So I send Anna a message. Hey, you're going to be okay when you get kicked out? And she goes, I have some options. I'm like, cool. <laughs> cool. If uh, if something happens, let me know. And I left it there. Yeah. Because I love Anna. She's my Star Wars daughter. But I don't necessarily want somebody moving into my house. Right. I like, I'm going to, I'm just going to be a blunt individual like I normally am. I like if I hop out of the shower, I don't have to put on underwear right away. Yep. I can just walk around because I don't have any kids in my house. Yep. It's me and my wife. 
and she's seen it before and she doesn't care right you can say well you're not in the part of making money and doing you know you're not in this building aspect of right you have you have what you're fine with now if you were sitting here telling me i'm thirty thousand dollars in credit card debt i'm behind on my car payment i'm doing whatever yeah i better be looking at ways to bring in more money and i got rooms right and you have you know you have two spaces available and i'm gonna sit here and tell you hey buddy you might want to reconsider that like yeah a it's somebody you know you trust them yeah okay like you don't want it forever but great how long is it gonna take you to get out of debt yep make that person sign that you know for this amount of time until you're out of debt and then go from there right right? but like i i think it's a great way to to produce an income thing right oh it absolutely is caitlin had a roommate for a while yep and when anymore no when her roommate her roommate had to move back home just like bailed or something too didn't she well she so she was gonna stay until caitlin found somebody and then her parents are like we're not gonna keep paying for this because i mean she wasn't working enough to pay for it so it just turned into hey is it okay if i move out and i I asked caitlin she goes it'll be tight but i can make it yeah she goes and right now i don't want a roommate if i want to walk around naked in my apartment or condo (laughs) yeah i'm gonna walk around naked in my condo oh cool and you and you know, I mean, I I don't know. We, I'd love to have her out to figure out how much money she made, you know, or like all to uh, have that whole talk. of, hey, mm-hmm. did you save up enough for in case another surgery has to happen? Did we save up enough to make sure that we don't have to get into this point again, right? Because if not, then guess what? Yeah, you don't want a roommate right now. But like, hey, let's have a roommate for one more year. Mm-hmm. Save up all that money, every dime of it, because it's tight right now, which means you're making some. Mm-hmm. But let's do it for one year, and you'll change your life. Yeah. Right? Because all that can just get invested into a CD or something, because it'll change your mm-hmm. life. Just that little bit of time, right? Um, you know, I, I, um, I cultural, cultural, right? You look at, like, a lot of Asian communities mm-hmm. or Hispanic communities, but, like, you know, a lot of Asian, they buy big houses, Right. And then three families live in these houses mm-hmm. and then they all pull all of their money to pay off the house. And then, you know, two get kicked out and they bring another third in and then two get kicked out and bring, yep. you know, and that's how they do it. They just buy these, but it's six incomes paying off one thing very, very quickly. And, and, you know, that's how they're getting the car, right? Because all of a sudden the house is paid off. They're used to making this big giant payment and they have these types of things. And that's just a cultural thing for them. You know, um, you know, their, their families, you know, their fan, you know, grandparents or whatever it would be, they live with them, not in retirement homes and things like that. So, well, and you know, where where they come from, it's much more common, common, very common to to have communal living like that. Yep. And everybody here is like, well, you have to have your own place. Own space. Don and I were talking the other day, and, and I brought up the millennials. Well, you know, a lot of millennials just live at home because they can't afford to fucking move out, and that's unfortunately what it is. And, you know, that millennials has become a catch-all term for young people. Yeah. Millennials are not young people. They're 32 to 42 right now. Yeah, 30-something, 40-something, yeah. You know, I guess they're not, because Caitlin's technically the last year of the millennials. So they're 28 to 42. Is it 40? Yeah, I say. 40. So a 42-year-old is not a kid living at home, and honestly, neither is a 28-year-old. Right. They're adults. You know, I, I have this argument with the kids I coach all the time because they hit 18 and they're like, I'm an adult now. No, you're not. Shut the fuck up. None of you people are fucking adults. When you're 25, come talk to me. Because I remember being that age and I thought I was, you know, a hot shit adult. I wasn't. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, and, and my problem was, is, you know, I bought my first house 20 years old or whatever, right? So like, 
I became an adult very, very quickly. But like, I grew up very different than a lot of people. You did. Right? And that's, um, you know, I was paying bills I shouldn't have been paying as a child, right? Um, I've had a job since 14 years old, you know? So um, I, you know, I still was I an adult. I did adult things, but I'm still maturing, right? I yeah. mean, it hit, me the other, it hit me the other day. I was like, man, I would have done things so differently, you know? Um, but, you know, I, and so, when we talk about foreclosures and how they're how they're doing, I I can't blame the rates. I mean, you know, that's something you're because because you you've lived it and you've seen it, but this time I don't see that as the big factor. I don't think it'll be a big factor like it was in 08. I think it's the fact that you you have overextended mm-hmm. again. So and that's that was the 08 issue too, though, because you would have people that would own a couple of houses. Mm-hmm. And they'd have them on those teaser 1% rates. And then all of a sudden the rates would jump and they're like, I can't afford this. You're seeing it right now with people that buy pre-builds. So their taxes are like 400 bucks for a year. And then they get hit with a $2,500 tax bill for one season, like the summer taxes and the winter taxes are going to be, you know, half of that. And they're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Well, you should have looked at what that would actually run on a comparable house in your area, not what it was last year. Yep. And, and people don't take those things into effect. They don't They don't take into effect the, you know, instead of having five B- Airbnbs in this area, we have 35 Airbnbs and 25 Verbos and, yep. you know, three new hotels. And do we have enough? tourism to sustain my payment monthly yep. for 12 months out of the year and you know that's that's where it gets it gets tough um you know i do think uh and one other thing i will tell you so instead of arms what i'm what i'm mm-hmm. what i'm seeing right now is helocs oh lots. okay everyone took a heloc i mean everyone has one had one is using one like i have a buddy that's making a crap ton of money and complaining because you know he actually bought a house with his heloc mm-hmm. and he's like i gotta figure out how to pay that off and i'm like what are you what are you talking about <laughs> like well you know we flipped the house we did what we were supposed to and then i you know we went on vacation and i did this and i was like holy shit balls dude like now you have to go repeat this process man and hope to get lucky like right i'm sorry but you made the wrong choice like so you know and i'm like and you did it on first position right like you know or on your primary house like you can't be doing that um oh sorry a heloc is a home equity line of credit um that's a it's a second mortgage so quick quick numbers if you have a house that you bought for 200,000 but then the the market's gone up and it's worth 300,000 well the bank will give you another loan for you know let's say 270,000 so 90% of the of the home's value so you'll get a you'll owe 200 on the first position and then you'll have $70,000 in a second position that you'll actually just be able to go spend money on it um and that's again here in America i guess we're allowed HELOCs i'm not sure about the netherlands um and uh so you're right, be, be, only because your house has become more valuable so they're like yeah sure we'll take that risk well I mean, if values start turning down and and other thing that people don't realize, okay, so HELOCs knock on wood, don't get called right Mm -hmm. very often, but it's written 
as a HELOC can get called. And when I say called, it means the same thing we seen in 2008, right? Hey, I'm no longer comfortable funding this amount of money. You need to pay. I need the money. And then you have 45 days to do it, right? Come up with all of this money. We're cutting your line of credit. And if that happens, there's so many people that are screwed, right? Mm -hmm. When I did my HELOC, I, you know, I got a very, I had enough cash in my bank account to where, but like, it was such cheap for me to let or to borrow. Right. Cause I mean, you know, here I I borrow when I buy a house, let's say 12%. Well, if I can borrow at myself from 3%, yeah, I'm going to use my HELOC, but I had the cash in case, just in case something happened and I got cold and I can just go pay that. Right. Um, When we're, when we're in rougher financial times, mm -hmm. the ability or the, the likelihood of that loan being called is much greater than if we're Extreme. in easier economic times when you know money's just flowing freely. Yep. And uh, you know, I my 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 family is kind of dealing with some stuff right now. So they work for a trucking company. Yes, I, I've is, seen this. Yeah, that is dealing with a lot of problems. Well, so there's union and non-union. The un- So literally Monday, they were striking. Sunday night at like 6 p.m., they were like, hey, we'll, we'll come to an agreement. They're going to work. Well, on the back end, all of these banks were like, hey, if you guys can come to an agreement, we'll fund you. Well, all of the banks, all of them backed out mm. officially like today type thing. So now all the banks said, yeah, you guys get your shit together. We'll help you. Well, they got their shit together last minute and all of them said, nope, F you. And so now it's not looking promising again. So there's no funding. So, um, and this is a huge company. Yes. That the nation relies on to get shit from one place to another. Yep. And, you know, um, you know, we were talking and he's, you know, one of them was like, oh, you know, the only people that would buy it would be Warren Buffett. He doesn't want it. And then Jeff Bezos, maybe for hubs and stuff like that. Yeah. And then he goes, yeah, but we're a union for our drivers no chance he wouldn't fucking touch it if he had to no right because amazon's very anti-union yep and uh you know so um but i so banks right and businesses and that's what you'll hear of uh uh like five-year terms right so a subprime right yeah every five years a balloon happens and oh you just go to you know the rate becomes new and it's the new rate it could be less it could be right but it could be more yep you just pay you pay the the lower of the rates no that's 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 not how this works it's not any of this works i unfriend you um but you know banks banks call loans on commercial all the time right Mm -hmm. i mean we watched it happen quite a bit in 2008 to 2010 and you know here just in grand rapids i mean we had the Klingman's uh, furniture, like big, huge building. Rogers department store. Right. Big, huge building. Right. Uh, just, they said, Hey, uh, we don't feel comfortable having money lent out anymore. Yep. Um, go ahead and pay us our money and pay it now. And you had 45 days to come up with it. Otherwise you were done. And a whole lot of places went out of business. Yep. <laughs> and so, um, you know, that's, I, I look at it and say, Hey, we're not, we're not in a place where banks are calling loans necessarily. I, I mean, it's funny because I want to say lending's tightening up, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still kind of easy to get money. Um, You're just not getting it at the rate you want to get it at. Correct, right? Um, yeah, and it, I, I'm also, right, another reason for foreclosures is what kind of happened in my eyes, right, was 
let's specifically point out Gentex, right? I think we talked about this. Um, Gentex had was five thousand employees, right? Let's say forty five hundred. I don't remember. Well, when I got fired, right, I was one of one thousand employees. Twenty percent of them got cut. Okay, I got fired because I didn't volunteer. But do you know, like, of the other ninety nine percent of people that got fired, it was upper management, middle management, right, and some. It was not production workers right it wasn't right. the low-end people um it's the same you know how my mom made, made it through Steelcase for all those years mm-hmm. right she never took a promotion she just always stayed a, a worker right and if she would have she would have been let go you know during all the layoffs and all the buyouts and all of this but so gentex wasn't the only company to do this for for covid stuff right yes people found different jobs but if you were making a hundred thousand, now you're making 80, right? right? You're, or now you're making 60, you know, you're having to go fight all these people and we're seeing that all catch up, right? Oh, absolutely. So I think that's the biggest key that we're seeing is, Hey, I could make, I could make my payment, but now things, you know, it goes back to the Caitlin. Yeah. Things are tight, but our, our new Netherlands friend is leaving us. Um, He's got stuff to do. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, check us out, bucksandbrews.com. We have podcasts everywhere. So Yeah, follow us, man, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, yeah. Twi- uh, Twitch, there's a notification button, if you wouldn't mind. Say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you're going to have to talk here for a minute because I need to see if I can recover something on this computer. So Perfect. You know, and and so when I when I look at the economy and where I'm where I'm headed, right? So people are like, oh man, why are you selling things? Okay, well, one, I, I I'd rather put myself in a financial position to be ready to to purchase when when some of these foreclosures are happening, right? Um, you know, I I'm I'm not giving addresses or anything, but I will tell you of the 37 that I said I have to do, um so 10% of that, well, so yeah, 10% of that is going to be trailers mm-hmm. in a trailer park. Yep. Um, but I would tell you 80 to 85% of it is houses in the $350,000 range and above. Right. Yeah. Which tells you what happened with this middle management thing, you know, like everything i'm telling you hey like this is what it's trickling down this is what i'm seeing and then the other ones yeah okay you have the random the random one offs right like mm-hmm. i have one down the road from my house that i'm it's funny it's not funny at all but i took the photos and then all of a sudden i got an email of like hey new new house going up for auction and i was like hey those are my photos <laughs> so i was like damn like now everybody knows about it um you know i wasn't fast enough to <laughs> to go try to find this from the person so um you know really the, the the foreclosures is is going to happen. COVID relief money is done. People's new incomes are kind of coming into place. You know, everybody says, oh, there's so many jobs out there. Sure, there's jobs, but it, it goes back to what David says all the time. It's jobs, but it's not jobs that pay what should be paying. Absolutely right? correct. Um, you know, I and, and you know, here's we talked about the my my family going through some stuff, right? Um, and I, it sucks because you're, if you're not building yourself in a financial spot to m- make good decisions, mm-hmm. you go make uh, stressful decisions is what I will say. Right. So he makes 
decent money is what I'm going to say. And he's like, Pretty Hey, decent. he's like, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, if you hear anything, yeah, you know, I, I prefer this, but uh, I, I'll take a job making less. And I was like, what? Like, dude, you've committed like this whole time. Like, because he's in that situation where they're going to lose money, right? Like they just need to be able to work to get ahead. And then, and then once they're content, then they'll go find something. Um, so, you know, I, to me, I, I look at this and say, Hey, um, start looking, start bettering yourself, make sure that if you're, if you're in a position that your job is secure, right? Nothing's ever as secure as you want it to be, but it's got potential to be there. Um, you know, just go find, go find more money. Don't settle for things right now is not the time because I'm, I'm finding that companies are starting to push back on this, right? Because they're only offering, they're only offering the, uh, the lower end jobs, right? They're not offering this middle manager. They're, they're trying to get away as cheap as possible, but they're telling you, oh, we're paying more money. No, you're paying the lower end more money. You're not, you, you've cut out half of the support staff along the way, right? So yes, the lower end, you're paying more. They're working double. You've paid $2 more, which is, you know, what? Uh, 12%, you know, right. 12% more, but you're expecting them to work more. And, you know, one manager used to have three people under them now has six people under them. That person has, you know, 25 under them. And then they're watching over a hundred, right. Where it used to be half 50, 50, 10, you know, three, and that's it. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's going to come and it's going to come big, but the good news is, is there's still people buying houses, right? Um, so my advice to people that are getting into that have a potential to be in foreclosure, um, don't be, don't be afraid about it. Right. If, if you can do anything to get out of it or to fight it, right. However you want to say it, help yourself, then go, go help yourself, right. Get yourself out of that foreclosure. But if, if you know that, Hey, it's not, and you're not going to be able to, well, you're afraid that there's not another house that you can go buy don't be afraid of that. Right. Go sell your house, make the money while you can. And then yes, like live a little below your means for a little bit, find the next little spot, but go, go put offers on these lower end houses, right? Like your, your life's going to change a little bit, but get yourself into a more comfortable position, right? Because houses are still selling. And uh, you know, I mean, if, if you're David, you just tell people that, you know, you don't want to uh, you don't want to sell your house. <laughs> While while they're while they're texting hey, you, I told them five hundred thousand dollars and some favors and some favors. So, um, you know, I I think you think you think we hit good enough on this. I, uh, I think we did. Um, I think we can end that episode and get ready for our next episode. Yeah. So, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, we really appreciate it. I hope that my quick knowledge and this is a this is a subject I literally follow on a constant basis. So if you have any personal questions, feel free to reach out to me. You can find us on bucksandbrews.com. You can find us on Facebook, all those. So yeah, as always, thanks for joining us and we will talk to you guys again real soon. If you're on Twitch, we'll talk to you again in about a minute.
dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews.